Hey everybody, this is Nicholas Bennett, otherwise known as Lone Paladin from Replay Productions. Some of you may even know me as Anakon Alf in the interweb world. Um, tonight's topic is, of course, as you already know, Final Fantasy IV, the complete collection of the PlayStation Portable. Unfortunately, I will not be here tonight, or next week for that matter, because I have a couple scheduling conflicts come up. So, William wanted my opinion on this specifically because, well, I'm pretty much the regent... I guess you would have to say Final Fantasy IV guru for the entire production team because I have beat it over 200 times with no exaggerations in all of its incarnations. But um, he did want he did want to know what I thought and he wanted me to do a quick review so that way I could still you know take part in the review tonight. So needless to say, let's go ahead and get rolling with that. Um, Final Fantasy IV: The Complete Collection is a revamp of the old Final Fantasy IV game that not only has changed the feel of the game to a brand new experience, but still keeps you enthralled with the way you know the story was beforehand. Um, the revamped graphics actually helped out in a lot of the instances. Um, it was beautiful. They actually took the uh, character designs, or the original character concept art designs, and used that for the sprites this time instead of, well, what we had before. And... I didn't agree with the way some of the sprites were moving, but you can only do so much. Um, the Dark Knight did look a little, little awkward to me in some instances, but you know what? It was still, it was still great graphics to see. They added a lot of new effects for the uh, spells, the in-battle fights, uh, especially with Mist Dragon. They added uh, a mist effect around the Mist Dragon at all times, so it just kind of helped draw you more into the battle. You're like, wow, this looks awesome. This, this is amazing, and it. It made you feel more like you know you were getting sucked into the story. Um, the upgraded, the upgrades that they did to the music, they did a new arranged mode for the music. Um, they took the ability to have the original music playing, and then at any time you go into your menu, you can flip it over to the arranged mode, which they rearranged the music, upgraded the upgraded the sounds and everything, and redid it to an extent. And I, I even I found that most of the time I'd be switching back and forth just to hear what the old music sounded like, but almost nine times out of ten I would switch over to a range just to fight. I'd just run around and just start killing stuff randomly just to hear the new music, and it's like, wow, this is this has got more energy to it. I'm loving this. So basically, it's Final Fantasy IV that most of you who have played it love and know, but with a new feel that brings you back to the very first time you've ever played it. I know when I was playing through it, I was like, oh my god. And William looked at me, he's like, "What? what's up? He's like, is there a problem with it? He's like, no, I love this. It's like playing the game for the first time all over again. So it was quite an experience for me, um, especially because most of the times I have beat Final Fantasy IV was on the old Super Nintendo, which it was originally on. And it just, it, it made me feel a lot better about Square Enix actually remaking some of their games because they're trying now. Instead of just slapping some pretty new graphics on, like, oh, there you go, have fun. They actually revamped the um, the translations and everything. So, all around, the Final Fantasy IV part was an amazing remake. Probably the best so far, and I think the closest that they're probably going to be to that was the abysmal Final Fantasy IV on the DS remake, but I'll get to that one some other day. Um, Carry On now um, is a second part to the Final Fantasy IV universe, which they called the Interlude. 
Um, it's a between story between Final Fantasy IV and the After Years. And basically all it is, it's trying to tie into things a few years after the end of Final Fantasy IV. It's showing what everyone's doing with, you know, each different country, what every, every character's up to. You get to run around, have a little bit of fun with some of your old characters. You know, it, it it's kind of interesting. Um, it was lacking on length, definitely, because I beat it, I think, in about an hour and a half, two hours max. And it wasn't that difficult. But it was still kind of interesting to see where everybody was at a few years later. And then, so I... Definitely play it before you play the After Years, if you haven't played the After Years on the Wii before, because it will help out understanding a lot of the stuff that's going on here and there. And speaking of the After Years, actually, um, I played a little bit on the Wii um, a while back when it first came out, so being able to play through on the PSP is a godsend, because I don't own a Wii. So, but... Basically, the way it's the way the after years is set, I think it's like supposed to be 15 or 20 years after Final Fantasy IV itself was over. It goes through the entire story of every character that you had, plus extra characters um, that are added into most of the others. Um, Yang's daughter is one of the playable characters. Edge the ninja has four of his own ninja pupils from Eblen. They actually go on different missions for him, and then if they survive, they can come and join him in the final chapter called The Crystals, which would be Cecil's story, I believe, which I have not got to yet, but I am looking forward to actually playing through. Um, they also added in a lot of new different things, um, especially the moon phases. Uh, the moon phases, what they do is um, it cycles through different settings of the moons, and... What that does is, say, you have a white mage and a black mage. Well, one of the phases of the moon might beef up your white mage, but it'll sacrifice your black magic. And then you might switch to another phase of the moon, it'll beef up your black magic, but it might take down your physical attack. So, you have to kind of plan accordingly. Make sure you stock up on tents. They're only like 100 gil. You can get that easy. Keep like, I usually kept about 30 or 40 tents with me, just in case. I was like, oh, boss, can't beat him. Um, yeah, it's think it's about time to throw on some tents. Alright, we're good, let's go. Um, in addition to that, also the, the band system was quite an interesting little twist. You can actually combine attacks with different characters that either have gained it through a story sequence or have a strong bond in the beginning. So, I, I know of one of the super bands, I guess is what you would have to call it. It's a five-man, or five-person, my apologies five-person band um, that encompasses the original team from Final Fantasy IV from the original game before you can actually mix and match what your final party was. So you would have uh, Cecil, Kane, Rosa, Rydia, and Edge, and each one would do a specific thing. And with that, they were able to utilize the band known as Final Fantasy. I know, it's kind of cheesy. But look it up on YouTube if you haven't got to that point in the game, or if you're still kind of wondering what the hell a band is. Just check it out on YouTube, look up um, Final Fantasy IV The After Years Bands, and look up Final Fantasy with it. Or just see if you can find the five, or just all the bands together, take a look at it. The Final Fantasy band just looks insane. So, it's actually a really neat little move, it does a shit ton of damage, and you get to see a bunch of cool shit happen on the screen. 
So basically, you know, I don't know if we're doing a rating system on it tonight or not, but you know, I'm going to throw out mine. This is at least a 4.5 out of 5 in my opinion, and no, it's not biased because I started off the series on Final Fantasy 4, but as a remake, and the fact that they added in the interlude story and the after years, and each of those games have their own place in the in the series, and they, uh, the interlude not so much, but the after years also kind of drags you in. It's like, wow, you know, hey, this is where my favorite character was after a blah amount of years. This guy's still awesome. I just got to train him up a bit. Hey, who's this new person? Blah, blah, blah. This person seems kind of cool. I'm going to use that person. So you're able to use, like, a bunch of new characters with old characters in the final story, mix and match your final team. It It's a fun experience. And, you know, if you have a PSP, I, I strongly suggest, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, go out and get it. Go pick that damn game up from GameStop and be like, Hey, you know what? I'd like to pick this up. You know, I want to try it out. Sit, go home, sit down, play through Final Fantasy IV again, enjoy the new experience, play through the interlude just to get a little bit more backstory for the after years, and then just start trekking through the after years. One final bit of advice, though, the after years, you do want to save each story on separate files. Um, why they did this, I don't know. But it allow you to transfer the different story data to the final stories, so that way you can keep all the stuff that you did. I kept losing some of my save files, so I said hell with it and went through Kane's story. And I had to sit around and train Theodore and Kane before he became the Holy Dragoon for like an hour because they were so behind on levels. So, but anyways, that's all from me. So, y'all take it easy and hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. And so this will be uh, Nick or the Lone Paladin signing out.